Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 323 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If anyone's about to skip the intro, don't skip the intro because I've got a little contest I want to run. Um, This week's guests are Amy and Harry, who are the hosts of the newest podcast on the Distraction Pieces network, Mum and Mama. And it's really good. Even if you're not a parent, it's really good. But, But it got me thinking about something that I've been doing recently. And I've got I'm narrating a podcast, a space adventure podcast at the moment called North Star Rising. And it's been in the top five of the fiction chart on iTunes since its release. So that's amazing. It's going to be a six-part series. It comes out every Thursday. So um, we've had two parts out now and the next part is out on the coming Thursday. But it occurred to me that a lot of parents and a lot of kids at home, they should be doing work, blah, 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 blah. This is the first podcast or anything I've done that's completely kid-friendly. Obviously, on distraction pieces, it often gets sweary or it can be adult topics. But this is, um, it's described as kind of Doctor Who level kid-friendly. So if you let your kids list, if if you would be comfortable with your kids watching Doctor Who, then they should be fine with this. And I said, it's it's a space adventure. And I decided what would be cool if anyone's up for it, is I'm going to run an ongoing contest. Because it's an audio drama, none of the characters have got a face or a body. They're all in your head. So what I was thinking, because obviously you don't want to be listening to a podcast while you're doing English or maths, but you can listen while you're doing art. So so, so what I'm thinking is, if any of you need, you know, your art class or, or something to do in the art period of your homeschooling, Pop North Star Rising on and get your kids to draw any of the characters. There's 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 only t- two in the first episode, but, but they're both great. But as the story goes on, there's aliens, there's there's the, sh- the ship itself, there's an AI an AI unit. So if people want to submit their drawings, if if you get your kids to draw either the ship or one of the characters, um, and write on there who it is, and maybe write their name and age. And if you post them online with the hashtag North Star Drawing, so like North Star Rising, but North Star Drawing, I'll go through them and maybe each each Thursday on release day of each episode, I'll pick a favourite one or two and share them on my socials. So yeah, that might be a fun thing to do with the kids um, in these times so yeah it's called north star rising it's free it's on spotify and itunes all those places so if you pop that on they're 27 minute episodes so that could be a good length for, for a little art class you pop it on and get them to draw either the spaceship uh which is called the north star or or tessa or or any of the guys grunk is one of the aliens that comes in yeah there's there's atten who's a female um, adventurer, alien kind of wanderer. Uh, yeah, there's loads of good people. Belto is a is a, th- a thief with... Has he got four arms? He's got four arms um, and two legs, I think. But yeah, there's loads of good people that, that you could draw. So let's all do that. It's called North Star Rising. And if you use the, the hashtag and tag me in it, um, if you use the hashtag North Star Drawing, then I'll pick a few and share them, and can share your kid's name and age and stuff like that. If you, that's always adorable when it's like, drawn by Sarah, age four and three quarters, and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, 
See, I've sworn on this, so this isn't kid-friendly. But yeah, there's just an idea. I'm going to get on with the podcast now. Again, not going to plug my web store or my Patreon. Instead, if you've got spare money in this time, donate it to one of either the many charities that are helping the NHS or any, any other services or those in industries that have had stuff cancelled, like bands and musicians who are, uh, are, are losing all their income because of tours, comedians. A lot of different people have got Patreons and stuff like that that need your support in this time more than I do. So head there. But um, yeah, this is Amy and Harry. Amy, you might have seen on my social media over the years because she's the mother of my goddaughter and we do our fancy dress days out and they're always film-themed. So I'm sure I'll I'll repost a few of them um, as this episode goes up. But yeah, that's Amy and Harry is her mate and... um, yeah, they've got a great podcast called Mum and Mama that comes out on Sundays, and we're going to have a chat about everything, really. So here it is, episode 323 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Amy and Harry of Mum and Mama. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Right, I'm joined today by Harry and Amy of the Mum and Mama podcast. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Good. Hi. Yeah, we're the all sun really is shining. good this morning. Yeah. Look at you. You, you. Because we're on Zoom, Zoom, you're both already talking over each other, so that's fantastic. This is going to be a hell of a chat for the listeners. Oh, God. Yeah, well, it's really difficult for Amy to shut up for five seconds. Oh, yeah. As if. Whatever. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, good. Or... Oh, how are you both doing in these in these strange times? Let's start with Harry. Are you doing? Are you enjoying it all? Are you struggling? What's going no, on? No, I mean, apart from like work is really really busy. I'm actually really enjoying sort of taking a little bit of time out and cleaning up my house and doing some things that I probably wouldn't have done for about six years. So I'm quite I'm quite <laughs> enjoying some time. Not that I don't clean. I mean, I clean, but you know what I mean? It's like I cleaned up under my stairs yesterday and I didn't find one dead body. So that's always a plus. My, my, my mum is finding it so hard to find things to do oh other than God. cleaning because she hates cleaning. And normally it's why, as Amy will know, my mum's always at like clubs and not yeah. night, or sometimes nightclubs, but all sorts of different activities. And it's, it's all purely because she hates cleaning and doesn't want to have to deal with the house. And now she's stuck at home. She's been doing Zoom family fortunes. Oh, Zoom, my God. Zoom, would I lie to you? She, she, she did a Zoom flower arranging course. She's oh got my. no flowers, <laughs> no plans to... Love that's her. how much she doesn't want to clean. Um, oh, bless her. So, so how's it all going for you, Amy? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's hard being a teacher... And still yeah. working. I mean, my work has dropped off a bit because I work. One of my jobs is with a DJ agency, and obviously, no DJs are getting booked at the moment. But um, yeah. I'm used to being at home, so it's not really that different for me, other than the fact that I've got the kids saying "mum" every two and a half seconds, probably. I reckon. Yeah. So that yeah. is quite tricky. But then it's quite nice spending time with them that I wouldn't normally spend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't really spend every waking moment <laughs> no. with people <laughs> that you haven't chosen to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's all right. But we've got a garden, and it's yeah. been nice weather, so that's made a big difference. 
That's a big advantage. <laughs> so how are you finding advantage. all the teaching thing? What lessons, Amy is what not subjects teaching. are you finding best? Is Amy not doing any Amy teaching? Amy is so not teaching. What a load of bollocks. <laughs> Amy trusted her children to be doing what they were supposed to be doing because they told me that they were doing it and I think they're good kids and then recently discovered that actually they haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing and have just been playing on their <laughs> iPads. So I've right, got a knuckle down now this week. <laughs> what was your school like as a kid that the teachers just went, we trust you to be, exactly. I mean, it explains a lot, but that's, well, you've I been too trusted there, surely. I thought that obviously they've got to do the stuff. Yeah. I've, I think I put too much trust into people. I think that's my... Into small children. <laughs> I think you're a weirdo. I think that's my problem. But yeah. well, they, I just didn't think they had that much to do. And then I kept seeing everyone going on about them spending hours. <laughs> and I'd be like, they've yeah. only got half an hour's worth of work. But yeah, they've. Um, I think there's things that they've not been doing that they need to do. But it's hard because uh, obviously they're both on completely different levels. And they both want my attention at the same time. Yeah. So I've, I've got to find a way to make it all work, really. It is tough when you're, again, and, and we'll get onto this with the podcast, when you are parenting on your own yeah. um, yep. and you've got to work yep. as well because both of you haven't just stopped working you're working no. still so it's finding that that balance of of again as much as we joke about it an element of it you're going to have to have put your trust in them because you mm, can't yeah. be sat there because you're working you're going you do your work I'll do my work now yeah. it turns out they're on their iPads or whatever and just messing about <laughs> but yeah it's a tough one, right? You've, you've also got tough. to prioritise a little bit as well. Like, you know, I was finding in the last couple of weeks, like, I wasn't having a wash until seven o'clock at night. So I was getting out of <laughs> yeah. bed and then rolling down the stairs, giving my son breakfast and then logging off on at seven o'clock in the morning. And I was going right through. And honestly, we were like, you know, we were like vagabonds for a good two to three weeks. We weren't washing until seven o'clock yeah. at night. But, but that's yeah. prioritising some of the things that just really aren't that important, to be honest. Like, you're getting out Completely. in the sunshine and you're, you're doing what you're doing. Idris is working, I'm working. But there's some things you just have to go, forget it. It's not, it's yeah. not really important. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's completely true. It's, it's easy to, to, to fall into them habits. I'm, I'm trying to be strict now of... Because I had a week where I wasn't... I've, I've taken a week off from doing any exercise and mm. because of that I was exactly the same I wasn't bothering showering I wasn't bothering getting dressed or whatever until w way into the day because previously I'd get up exercise and because I've got sweaty I need to go and have a sh yeah. shower yeah because I wasn't doing that I was falling out of that and it's I don't know it's it might be important in these times to get those regular yeah ru totally. routines yeah. in and kind of yeah force yourself to pretend that it's not an unusual time or situation i don't know it's but it takes one. but it takes time to i guess find out in your own household especially when you've got a little child and you've got work and you've got everything else it's difficult to find out what that balance is or what time is best or you know it's like i've i've found myself when i was sitting on the phone to work you know giving idris a, a sweet to shut him up at eight o'clock in the morning because i'm on a difficult <laughs> call or something or yeah. you know or when I've been having a meeting with somebody, he's asked for an ice cream. And, I've, you know, obviously I've been like, oh, my God, my child's never asked for an ice cream at 8 <laughs> o'clock. Like everybody's going to think that I'm the worst mother in the world. But it's, I it think is, that already. It, yeah, exactly. I, I think it is about working out 
how your household works and what works yeah. for you. And, and also stay insane because I was getting to the point where they were both asking me questions. I was trying to work and I thought, I'm just going to have a nervous breakdown. And you, obviously that's going to be the worst case scenario for everyone. So yeah. if I can just think, right, I've got to do my work and then they can do whatever they want for an hour or two and then we'll get to them later yeah. and not beating yourself up about being the best teacher at home. No. Yeah. But that's yeah. Hard. I mean, there's no risk of that, Amy, f- no. from the sounds of it. <laughs> no. You're being the best. No. I think, I think we're all all right there. I think we're all okay. Yeah. Um, so... What what kind of have made you want to start a podcast? Because it's str- str- strange as well, because you were starting this podcast before the world turned completely upside down. Yep. Um, it was all all in the process. You pre-recorded a load of episodes and then all this happened. So, so to st- st- step away from pandemic talk for a minute, <laughs> what was the, the motivation behind the podcast? Mum and Mama. It's called Mum and Mama, I should mention it that. It is called Mum and Mama. Who's Excellent mum? name. Who's mum, Amy? <laughs> Who's mum? How like is mum and I'm the... mama? There we go. We'd just like to clear that up before we start. Over Whatever. to you, Amy. <laughs> um, well, I, I wanted to do something positive about being a single parent because I think there's so much negativity surrounding the subject. And I remember when I first became separated from my partner, how scared I was and how it just felt so overwhelming. And actually, things have turned out better you know that they've turned out well I'm happy in my life I'm happy with my situation but I just thought there isn't really that much out there to tell people that it's not always the worst thing in the world there can be light at the end of the tunnel and um a good friend of mine does a podcast so I thought I've got quite a good platform, hopefully, <laughs> to start maybe genuinely, doing something. genuinely took me a few seconds <laughs> to tweak that you were talking about me because yeah. you said good friend. I was like, and, oh. and, we're, and, we're, and, we're, and we're sounding quite nice. I was like, who does Amy know that does a podcast? I was like, oh, but my talking thing about me. Was, I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't just sit there and talk. Believe it yeah. or not, because I just and then um, me and Harry met about eighteen months ago. Went because our youngest children are both in the same class at school and um, got yeah. married quite early on. So we yeah. obviously had to meet, being <laughs> related to each other now, um, and we just hit it off straight away. Yeah, yeah. Harry has a theatrical background, <laughs> likes to chat, <laughs> and um, and she's very interesting. Believe it or not. And she, she's had a lot of uh, experiences in her life. So I thought she'd be a really great person. Plus, we both know loads of really interesting people. So I thought she'd be a really good person to do it with. So I got her drunk one night and um, asked her if she'd fancy starting a podcast. And then it obviously took us about six months to get our shit together and actually sit down and record yeah. something. And I wanted to have yeah. like a few things done before I sent them to you for your opinion. Because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm doing a podcast and, you know. Help yeah. me out. I wanted you to like it and I wanted to yeah. know what you really thought about it. I didn't just want you to, you well, know. Again, I think I, I think it's it's really good because, as you know, like on on my podcast, in the first year or so, I did an episode with my mum and dad. And the reason for that yeah. was mm. they separated when I was 16 and it was for the best. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so much around single yeah. parenting or divorce or whatever else or any anything different from the norm there's there's so much taboo around it when in reality 
as you touched upon uh, Harry with the the pandemic thing everyone's family deals with things differently totally. and for my family yeah. it was far better for them to be separate and my parents g- g- get on g- great now uh, on Easter Sunday I had to go and pick an egg up from my dad's doorstep to to drop it off on my mum's doorstep because they're still friends <laughs> and we're still all in contact but we're and again that that's what excited me about this podcast is you do talk about the struggles as well and what can mm. be tough it's not just yeah. a, oh it's fine L- leave yeah. your husband he's rubbish <laughs> it'll be much better it's a here's here's the worries here's the, the, the struggles but it's it's realistic and what struck me when I listened because I'll be completely honest, I was expecting it potentially to be a podcast on the network that I skim through each episode j- just to make sure there's nothing offensive, but I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not really going to listen every week because there's a lot of episodes on the net- network yeah. and I'm not a parent, but it's genuinely just humanly relatable. And I've I've said before, and again, it, th- this is all weird because me and Amy don't like saying nice things about each other, but... <laughs> Some of the most inspirational people I've known, it's been when I've seen them bringing up their kids and often in a single parent situation because it really makes you realise what can be done on how much limited time and what 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 how much your life can change and it not be a bad thing, if you know what I mean. I think there's so many things that we're scared that if I move to a different town... Mm my life will be so, so different i won't be able to cope do you know what i mean there's there's yeah. so many things that don't involve kids that could scare you that you realize that no it's all it's all adaptable and yeah. and achievable and i think harry is a a, a great choice host because you've got a, a different kind yeah. of situation as well you're not strictly a single parent you co-parent but there's yeah. a gap explain Oh, what your kind of s- just setup ask, is as yeah such. i just want to ask one thing why have you got a pair of scissors in your hand <laughs> You talk about yeah. Amy. He's cutting his toes. Talk about Amy. Talk about I was doing Amy this yesterday. I, <laughs> I did a Zoom chat a, a, a yesterday with a few mates and the parents of a mate of ours who passed away, and I kept accidentally picking up the pair of scissors in my hand just for making a point because they're good for pointing. Yeah, they really And then are. I realised that it's really disturbing. So yeah, no, don't be threatened. I won't. Um, I won't. We we have to keep two meters apart, and they're only right. small scissors. So okay. even even if there was any threat, you, I've not got that. I do have long monkey arms but they're not that long so yeah we're all good we're all good well so go ahead from my go ahead yes no problem i will um (laughs) from my point of view um i think look every family is very unique in their own little way i mean you know sometimes there's mum and there's another mum sometimes there's dad and there's another dad sometimes mum's you know in another house and dad's in another house and things are very unconventional we don't always have to stick to this you know mum dad and 2.4 children and everything is you know swimmingly marvellous and you know it's all kind of a rosy picture um my situation is that I had a child with somebody and then we split up and then I was a single parent and I moved back down to Wales um because I lived in London and then I moved back and we sort of we we got back together then we split up um and then we got back together it's like it's like the age-old thing of you just can't it's just like the wrong wrong time but throughout all of the situations that we've ever had um we have co-parented our child in the most incredible way um I couldn't think 
of and he's just an amazing father. He's very supportive, and we're back together. But um, what's really nice is Idris gets to have. Um, time with me, time with his dad, time in different houses, and he gets to appreciate all the you know really good things that come along with it. And I'm not saying it, yeah. it was easy um, to adapt or easy to adjust to life, you know, with just me and Idris, because sometimes it can get you know a bit shit and it's a bit lonely and it's a bit you know it's like a bit mundane. But that's that's life. Whether you have a partner or you don't, whether you live with your partner or you don't. That's just life in general. You yeah. know, you've got to adapt yeah. to it. So I think for for me and Amy, I mean, my my position on the podcast is slightly different because, uh, you know, I'm obviously the more interesting out of the two of us. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I am the one that's, you know, got the most, uh, I would say, eccentric character. I take the piss out of Amy quite a lot. Um, and she takes, she takes it. You see, it. you see that, that's... <laughs> That's already a jump to mind because my favourite thing on the um, on the the online dating episode was your constant mocking of Amy's extensive online dating experience, <laughs> and it turns out you've had as much dating experience. It's just been with the same person repeatedly yes. breaking up and getting back together. Yes. So whereas Amy's just you know sp- spread about a bit, tried new yeah. people, you've just continually gone. I'm going to date him again. Yeah, I'm going to try dating that guy again. I'm going to try date the same person. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get it right one day before we're fifty. So, so have you found that you've you've learnt stuff about each other already that you didn't know? Because I think that's a fascinating thing w- w- with podcasts. Is it causes you to have conversations that you might not have had at the school gates or or on a night out or a, a, a parents or, or wherever else you might not have had those conversations so have you found things out that have surprised you or anything else in 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 the conversations so far <laughs> not I'm really gonna, shall i shall i say like <laughs> you say honestly, you say tr- honestly truthfully amy facetimes me at least 10 times a day I yeah don't. so you know, we have touched on every single aspect of her life. Every aspect. The good, the bad and the ugly. No, I, I'm, I, I am joking. But yeah, I have because... But not only, I wouldn't say just for the podcast. Like, I went away. We all went away last year to um, a family holiday. And we hadn't known each other that long. And we decided, oh, Amy's got mail again. Look, another date. See, another dating, another dating app. See that? Um, <laughs> this, is the kind of, this is the kind of professionalism exactly. that you can expect on the Mum and Mama podcast out every Sunday. <laughs> not um, not, not from me, though. Not from me. Um, <laughs> I swear yeah, to so God, it's on silent. It, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, oh, we went on holiday with Amy's family. And I mean, the whole of Amy's family, not just her children. But her mum, yeah. her dad, her sister, um, her other sister, um, and it was it was incredible because we hadn't known each other that long, and I think that you don't get a sense of Amy until you've met all her family, and there's <laughs> this incredible, <laughs> hilarious moment. I mean, Amy's mum is Babs is just amazing, and Amy's really like her, but I I don't know whether that. That holiday, I learnt more about her, I'd say, than anything else. 
definitely what, my mum or me yeah just just <laughs> like how they all interact together they're they're just they've just got their own little sort of I don't know it's really odd really <laughs> a, a odd kind of thing to they're so close like honestly yeah, they are. are so close they don't go to the Has... toilet without each other <laughs> <laughs> Has that been a key part, Amy, on 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 your parenting? Because obviously that is, is something you talk about in one of the first episodes that you acknowledge that becoming a single parent has been a positive, but you also acknowledge that you're in a situation where you've got a really supportive family, you've got a lot of people around who who have helped and can help. I don't know if I would have made the move if I didn't have the support of my family and my friends because yeah. I've I've always had that safety net of knowing my mum and dad are there which I'm extremely grateful for mm. and my sisters obviously I've got two sisters my eldest sister lives um, down in Brighton she's got three daughters but then my middle sister lives just around the corner from me really um, and we're very close and she doesn't have her own kids so I can completely pass mine over to her as much as <laughs> yeah. I want because <laughs> she can't say no um I don't think I would have done it if I didn't have the support of my family and the encouragement and reassurance from them as well. Because I do know, no matter what happens, I'll be all right. And I don't think yeah. everyone has that. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Hmm. Um, and also there was never there was never a case of them saying it was... I mean, obviously, when we spoke about it, it when we first split up, it was never supposed to be the end. It was just kind of yeah. trying to sort out yeah. an issue... But the issue didn't get resolved and the longer time we spent apart from each other, the more I kind of realised that this was a more positive thing. Yeah. And and they've just always supported me because I think they've known that I, I know what's right for me and the kids. Mm. And as you said, um, staying in a bad relationship is more detrimental to children yeah. than ending yeah, that. And, you know, but obviously when you first separate, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You don't You don't know that things are going to be all right, you know. Mm. Well, hopefully yeah. going to be all right. But yeah, it's it's uh, it, because you're from a family that's always been together. I've not I've not from a I'm not from a family that's um like my mum and dad have stayed together. So, I think for you it's almost it's like a deeper knowledge because your mum and dad are, you know, they they they've been together a, a good many years. And I think you've got a very positive outlook on how family is supposed to be regardless of what it looks like. Um, yeah, and I think this thing about everything will be all right. Well, yeah, it might you, you might hit some problems, but there are really nice sort of moments along that way. Definitely, I, I, yeah. I I'm not from a um, a family that stay together. Probably like most people, you know, yeah, families break up, and you have got negative feelings when you grew up and you had to see your mum and dad go through really horrible times and as a child mm. it's quite I think it's you know it, it can be quite traumatizing and you don't realize yeah. until you have your own family actually how difficult it is to make those decisions they are definitely not ones that you would want to make in haste no and they're not no definitely and they're definitely not, not ones you, you choose to actually do you know and say yeah that would be it you you, you give it a good go as long as you can do it and then it yeah. just becomes really not not possible. So, you know, I felt guilty because I'd, I'd made the decision to have a family. But then all of a sudden, I didn't want that anymore. But you feel a responsibility to your kids. And obviously, I didn't want them to be without their dad. It's such a massive, heartbreaking decision. Mm. It, you yeah. know, it's not done. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not done lightly. And I didn't want it either. Of course, I didn't want to 
separate. I didn't want to, you know, break up the family. That was never... I never imagined that would happen in a million years, especially because my parents have been together yeah. for... They got married after three months, my mum and dad. They've been married for How over long? 50 years. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Oh I mean, my it's... God. Yeah. And she wasn't... Even though they did have my eldest sister nine months after they got married. <laughs> <laughs> shotgun. She shotgun wasn't wedding. pregnant when they got married because and in those days you didn't know, did you? So they did actually just get married and then have a baby straight away. But yeah, but the, well, I didn't come from that background. So then to, no. yeah. to do that, even though it was, I mean, I was one of the very few kids in my class at school whose parents were still together. I've always had that yeah. through my life, you know. So yeah, it, it's definitely not think- an easy decision. I think it's also important to realise that there doesn't have to be a bad guy no. in, in, a, yeah. in a relationship that's not working. And, and again, yeah. I think that's a great example of, 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 of Harry's relationship, the fact that it's, it's stopped yeah. and come back. It can just be a timing thing. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and my parents are a great example of that. Again, I don't look back and think of either of them as, as the bad one that ruined the relationship. No. Like, yeah. It just didn't work. And I think that's a really interesting thing because you do think of it, it like that. You yeah. do think there's going to be the one that ruined it or, do you know yeah. what I mean, the good guy and the bad guy when that's not good for the kids. You no, know, the best thing yeah. for, for the family is that it's like, no, here's just here's, here's how families are different, I guess. Yeah. But that's where I think parents maybe, and, you know, I've got no criticism on anybody, but I think that's where parents fall down slightly is where they criticise the other parent in front of their children. I mean, and yeah. it's just yeah. it's very uncomfortable, and it's and I do think it it really damages a child's of perception of their other parent. It's going to yeah. after if you hear it enough times, it's going to be damaging. You just can't yeah. help it. But you've got to be really mindful that if you have a separation and you have children involved, you have to you just have to come together in some way, and that can take quite a lot of time. I'm telling you. It, you know, to actually <laughs> sit down and work out. Because not only have you got to deal with the things that are in your house, you've got to deal with school, you've got to deal with nurseries, you've got to deal with hospitals, you've got to deal with dentists. It's like the yeah. whole, because you are the one that's the main caregiver. So you yeah. take responsibility for that main care. But it's, you know, like I, I always say, you know, I've got a 50-50 stake in my son. The other 50 yeah. is his father. And he yeah. should have... He should have rights and he should have, you know, he should be able to say, no, I don't want that to happen. And I want you to respect that. And that's where we have really come together, I think. And we're, you know, it's about being kind and nice. And I know it sounds really cheesy, but, you know, when you're with a child, you do have to be very careful. Well, they're the most important person. Like they, you want them to have a good relationship with Mm -hmm. their you know, father in this case, you want that because that that's be awful if you you think your dad's a bastard. You, you, you know, you yeah. don't want that for your kids. So you have to put your feelings aside for whatever reason. You have to make sure that they have a positive outlook on their parent and mm. they can make their own mind up, you know, in the future about the relationship or whatever. But you have to do everything you can. And, and, and that's the key part, everything you can, because it's also worth highlighting that, that's easier said than done. Oh god! At, yeah. at times, if 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 your partner has done something at that point, or is being a shit, or yeah. or whatever else, it isn't easy to to not let any of that seep through to yeah. kind of self censor yourself. Yeah. So, 
again, it is, it's a balancing act. But well, speaking of, of self-censorship then, have you found any, any problems with that on the podcast so far? The, the reason I ask is, is we do the drunk cast every now and then, and it's so much harder when it's just you and your mates because there's, there's some stuff that, regardless of how open you want to be, there's some stuff you maybe don't, don't want out there or to say in front yeah. of people. Yeah. I'll use the example of me and the drunk cast lads is there's some stuff that we would j- joke about privately that we might not feel yeah. will come across with the correct tone publicly, if you know what I mean. And, and to be honest, as the drunk cast has gone on, all of that has come out because people have got to know us more. Yeah. But if, if we make a joke that people that know us will know isn't malicious, isn't... um, It's now sounding like we're secret racists, secret homophobes. (laughs) That isn't what I'm saying. I'm digging myself a hole here. But the point I mean is is that you two are friends who, as said, talk a lot. In Harry's opinion, talk too much. Um, But in Amy's opinion, as long as there's an internet connection, you, 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 you talk a fair bit. So the difference between those conversations that are just between two people and those conversations that are out there for the public, for people, for other parents at your school yeah. to listen to, potentially, for teachers at your school to listen to. For, uh, I mean, do you have any concerns or issues? Have you had to notice any raining uh, yourself in on anything? I think that, uh, I think probably a little bit like your um, your drunk cast, that the more we do, the more that will come out and the more interesting topics we can highlight and they're not all going to be about being a single parent and they're not all going to be about you know amy's um rather large love life or you know (laughs) they're not going to be they're not some of them are not even going to be about anything um but i think that that's the beauty of a podcast is that when you start to learn the relationships of your other you know the other person so me and amy I'm going to learn things along the way about her and she's going to learn things about me. There are still things, I think, that, you know, we could probably touch on, but I don't think it's appropriate right now because we're, we're just getting warmed up and that's, yeah. that's a good thing. So we'll take everybody on a journey, but we'll be on a journey as well, I think. And, you know, although Amy sits at home on dating apps all day, she's quite, <laughs> she's got quite an interesting... <laughs> she's got quite an interesting story and i you know my i've got i've i've sort of traveled quite a lot and i've done a lot of things so i don't think anything will be off limits we might just yeah take our time to reveal I, things. i'm not a person who likes to bad mouth people in public i very much like seeing other people do it but personally yep. <laughs> i don't i'm not that i don't want to be that person so i've I've never kind of spoken publicly about what happened in my relationship and I have no intention to because that will completely go against my trying to keep things positive for the kids and like it's, it's none of anyone else's business really so I think I've yeah. got quite a good filter like the way that I don't swear in front of my kids I don't know what it is yeah. I just don't swear in front of my kids I think it's just yeah. something if I could train my brain to not eat chocolate like the way I've trained it to not swear and not say mm. things I shouldn't say so fingers crossed I won't say anything and I don't think I've really felt like I've had no. the point where I've had to stop myself yet but also I don't drink anymore that right you yeah. know <laughs> So that's quite good because we're not going to be doing any drunk casts. Yeah, that's handy. I think we should, but with Amy drinking water. How exciting yeah, that's, would that be? That's, that's Harry can get drunk and Amy can eat loads of ch- a chocolate and just get a yeah. big sh- sugar high. And yeah. I can get shit-faced. And, uh, and be all hyper. Yeah, perfect. 
Um, or, or no, because one of the things I've really enjoyed is that you two are open to discuss and kind of to, to learn off each other, as mm. stupid as, as, yeah. as that sounds. But I really enjoyed on the dating episode, Harry's absolute shock at someone who was in um who was on a dating app who was in an open relationship and made that clear and you were just stunned but amy was quite well it's important that open relationships exist it's important to have that in your profile so people are in on it so no one's kind of being tricked into you're going on a date and then you've had three dates they're like oh by the way i'm married (laughs) yeah what yeah. And, and and things like that, I think they're all interesting because I think we there's so much in society now that people are scared to question anything. Yeah, yeah. Because of because of cancel culture, because of, but society, relationships, mm. sexuality, g- gender are all developing so quickly that mm. it's perfectly acceptable to have some questions or yeah, to think yeah. that that's unusual. So yeah. that open discussion, I think, is really positive. And one of you kind of going, I think that's a bit weird, and the other going, well. It's, it's this here's why it's, it's perfectly acceptable to have those feelings rather than feeling oh i can't say that i don't understand what that is or how that would work because yeah. as you've said as with each family there's there's different yeah. things that will work yeah. within any relationship or yeah. within a human there's there's different situations and setups that will that will work and match i guess yeah, yeah. And there's also things that you don't know about that are, that exist because not because you're sheltered or you don't you don't switch on to it it's just that it's just not on your radar to know some of these things that go on like i yeah. don't yeah. i don't know some of the things that amy does um you know on the dating world because i'm not <laughs> dating like amy is but i'm sure if i was i'd be swinging from the chandeliers you know but it's so it's like it's like i guess that's that's the beauty of it isn't it that yeah yeah you get an insight into two very different worlds but those worlds come together quite nicely really i think yeah. and that because they explore well, that, things you know although questions. i do remember that 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 there was one thing on the dating one that made me want to <laughs> kick you guys off the network and cancel it all together because because harry has <laughs> nicknames for all of amy's yeah d- d- different dates and one of them was the hairy one and i instantly thought there's going to be some listeners who think that's me and then later on in the podcast amy says oh that didn't work because he's always busy and he travels a lot and he's well i'm like now every, now everyone's going to think that's me which is slanderous to be quite frank um he's not as airy as you love but, but yeah she should be no so one lucky, is as airy as you she should be so lucky she should be so lucky so um you talked about kind of the 50-50 stake in 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 children and obviously isn't it isn't a 50-50 split as the as the main care caregiver but but one of the things that you touched upon briefly and I think we'll probably hear more about is the difference of that time that you get on your own you don't really get any time when the kids aren't there because if you live with your partner so even if it isn't all the time there will be these periods where your child is with yeah in your situations are with the dad mm. so how have you found that because i know amy you took a while to kind of ad- ad- adapt to that i guess i did there was a decent amount of time where you just didn't like that time and then i remember the first time you started to go on a night out or go on a holiday or wherever you felt really guilty and didn't want to do it and then it clicked and you were like oh this yeah. is fine and i'm mm. it's important to be amy as well as mum Mm. if you know what I mean. And yeah. again, a new version of Amy because of what you've learned yeah. as as mum. So 
yeah, how has that been in both your separate experiences? Weirdly, being in Sainsbury's and I was talking to you via text and you saying something about being on holiday and you and you were like, but you'll go on holiday for like a week without them. And I honestly started having like a bit of an anxiety attack because I just thought, yeah. how can I be away from my kids for a week? Like, that's not going to happen. Like, it, it panicked me. But then, like, I mean, I got – that was years – five years ago now. But um, – mm. And then, like two years later, I was on a hen doing Ibiza for a week without my kids, yeah. having the time mm. of my life. So, it, yeah. the one thing that I really appreciate from my situation is the fact that I do get time to myself. And yeah. I don't think parents generally get that, do they? Because if you're in a house with your children and your partner, where are yeah. you going to go? Mm. So, that is the yeah. one thing that I do really appreciate. But in the beginning, I couldn't remember what it was like to be on my own. And it felt yeah. wrong not being with my girls. Mm. Um, their father took them to Euro Disney. I think we'd been split up for about a year and he took them away. It was only like four or five days, but I had a bit of a breakdown in that time. I remember I cleaned my entire flat, like proper went in and cleaned it. Mm. But I remember feeling so down and I missed them so much. And I think the, the, my biggest thing was the fact that they were doing things and I didn't know what they were doing. They were mm. having experiences that I wasn't a part of and that it was yeah. heartbreaking, but I and, got and, over and that. Kids, and, and, and kids can be awful at sh- sharing those experiences. Uh, like, God, I, yes. I've, I've been yeah. there before <laughs> where we've gone and picked the girls up from school and you're trying to find out w- what they did today. Yeah. And it's yeah. literally, it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing. Stuff. Don't even, so don't, yeah, if there's, even... if, if, but to be fair, Harry, mine sorry, don't shut up. So I don't have that <laughs> That's problem. A shocker. It's nice now when I don't have them because I just have a bit of silence. But mm. it it did take a it did take a long time for me to kind of come back to myself. Like it took me two years to think about getting a boyfriend again. Like it it, it did take a long time for me to kind of remember, but as soon as I did, I was like, This is great. Yeah. Because it's yeah. hard yeah. work being a parent. Especially when you're on your own and you've got those children 24 hours a day. And mine were young as well. Juno was 18 months when we split. So, you know, it it, it was hard. But now I get to go out. I mean, it's only twice a month, but (laughs) it's still twice a month. (laughs) Or just have a night in on my own and watch what I want to watch without them moaning at me. And not having to cook dinner. It is. It's like all the things that you have to do with your child... You don't have to do those things. Like, you don't have to eat the same shit as they eat. You don't have to clean. You don't have to bath them. You don't have to shout at them. You don't have to do anything. You just have to exist for yourself. And that's like a really... I think that's a really hard moment to really get hold of. And I think it takes quite a long time to be comfortable in your own home, doing your own thing, or even going out. I mean, I remember just getting shit-faced, like constantly <laughs> like li- literally I'd become an 18 year old again where I was like you know like I'd be I'd go out at sort of seven eight o'clock nine o'clock and like by one o'clock I'd be being sick somewhere because I was just like in a in a panic of oh my god I've got to get you know I've got to get home or I've got to, you know I've got to do something you just you just I don't know you just behave very differently but yeah. it's quite I don't do that anymore I try not she to does. take it to the limit it's quite nice to just like wake up it's quite nice to have hobbies you know it's quite nice yeah. to do 
the things that you do. It's quite nice to clean out under the stairs, for instance. <laughs> um, but it's quite nice to garden. Amy does a lot of gardening. Um, yep. I think the best thing about not having your children is the fact when, when not having your children when you when the dads have them is the fact that you can wake up when you want to wake up because seriously being woken <laughs> up at five o'clock every morning oh, with a little face although it's lovely you know the first couple of days oh my god it takes its <laughs> toll seriously I mean you do feel like you know punching people after a while so I like a That's, little lie in yeah. That's very early, five o'clock. Oh, yeah. It's pretty intense. When you become a mum as well, it's just so completely consuming that when you're not on mum mode, you just are like, well, what do I do do now? Mm. Because I should be looking after someone else. And when you haven't got anyone to look after, you're just completely lost. And it takes a lot of time. That's got to be a defence mechanism and and adapting thing because you have so little time to yourself that you have to get used to not you don't have to remove all of that Mm. stuff from your brain I remember the first time I realized that uh, when I'd come around and and visit you you and the girls I didn't particularly have to do anything exciting it was purely yeah distract them for long enough for you to have a shower or go to the toilet (laughs) or, or, or anything like that that you particularly when you've got two that are both young a few years apart it, it is, as you say, it's yeah. it's it's all consuming, and yeah. and you, Amy, continue to co sleep for a, a a fair old time. <laughs> so it is literally twenty four hours. There might yeah. be a few hours where they've yeah. gone to bed and you're awake, but it's limited because they'll be getting up and, and going. Yeah, there'll be a, yeah. there'll be time when they're just just getting up and pretending that they need to get a drink. I know when I babysat a while ago, Lola would get yeah. up for the the most ridiculous of reasons and I'd be like no I, I'm I'm a grown up you know I don't yeah. really think you need to come down to get your shoe for school in the morning and it's like literally you can I'm not going to fall for this but yeah it 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 must be so, so consuming in that way that being mum is probably always going to be your favourite thing and the best thing that yeah. you do, but it's realising that there's other things are important as well. It's why, like, I've, yeah. I've, it's been really good seeing you really get into your local gym because mm. it's something that you genuinely care about, and, yeah. and it's it's you. It's not it's not mum. It's yeah. it's, no, it's, it's Amy, Amy in that Amy, period. It's so Amy and Harry definitely. But I yeah. think I think like some, and I mean, you know, I wouldn't like to speak about Amy specifically, but. <laughs> I do think that some parents don't make their lives any easier by not kind of... I know it's like... So I put my foot down with my son and co-sleeping and stuff like that, purely for the fact that if you don't, you are going to have a situation where you don't have a break from them. And you you yeah. have to be quite tough sometimes, and it's not easy. Because you know what we do? We give ourselves... We want to give ourselves an easy life. So yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's to shut somebody up for half an hour or if it's in, to get somebody off to bed, you'll you'll yeah. do what you can. But so, honestly... To be, yeah. to be fair, I know that there was a period a few years back where um, Lola tried to put her foot down on co-sleeping, but Amy was not having it at all. <laughs> Amy was very insistent. Yeah. So there you go. Lola got, Lola got chucked out when I had Juno because we couldn't all 
No. But there could be four of us in a bed. <laughs> and then so Warren went in with Lola and I had Juno. And then when Warren wasn't there anymore, Lola come back in. And then we were like that for, I don't know. But then Lola Just left. Recently. And Ju- Juno slept with me until this all started, the lockdown started. Yeah. Because Lola has been teaching Juno how to be cool. And right. cool kids don't sleep with their mums, apparently. Yeah. Or kiss That's them true. goodbye that at the school true. gates. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. she's... But I, I think, seriously, I think the reason why she has stopped sleeping with me now is because because I'm with her all day. She doesn't need <laughs> that extra reassurance at night. She's fed up of you. She's absolutely no, she's fed not. up of you. I'm brilliant. She's absolutely to, to had enough. <laughs> she's got to the end of her tether and she's thought, fuck yeah. that shit, I'm off, I, mate. It's, it's nothing to do with cool kids don't sleep with their mums. <laughs> no. It's cool kids don't hang around with nerds. Exactly. And they're, like, they're like, we need to... To, We're out to ditch that nerd that's, a, that's here all the time. And then... It has actually been quite hard. I do miss that. Even though I do, it is nice not getting punched in the middle of the night. I do actually quite miss... It's made me feel a bit sad because also she's lost her two front teeth as well now. And when her, her teeth, her big teeth come in, that's when they stop being little, isn't it? Because they start being that weird right. in-between oh, age that God, Lola's at with her massive horse teeth. And she's my baby and she's not going to be a baby anymore. Shut <laughs> So I'm going to get a dog. <laughs> oh my god! See, Amy's a bit. Amy's Amy's a lot softer than I am. I, I'm obviously, you know, my child is like the apple of my eye. But I'm not that. I'm not that sad at all that I think <laughs> about my son's front two teeth falling out and him growing up. You see, not at all. You, you, that's it. You see, it's it's funny listening to the podcast because every now and then I'll know some stuff, and <laughs> and I, I know that there was one where Harry was kind of saying, "So, so why uh, did you <laughs> stop co sleeping?" Like, no, this is just this is just a setup. Either she knows or she's about to get a surprise. Like, haven't yet. I'm thinking about twelve thirteen. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like it's like crazy. Sometimes I think, oh my god, those kids rule the roost. Like. They just rule the roost, but Aww. I think that um, I think Amy Amy just um, Amy loves them to be the age that they are, and obviously doesn't want to think about them growing up because I think it's it's hard when you're on your own to know that your children are going to grow up and they're gonna they're gonna leave and they're gonna yep. have the life of their own. And no, they're not. And <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're and not. Like, I've made them sign documents. They're yeah, not, they're not. No. And yeah. then it's like, where do you where do you see yourself then? Because then you have to become an individual again, and then you have to become Amy and Harry, and then it's like, where do you fit in society? Because you're no longer. I mean, you'll always be a mum, but you're not going to be yeah. a mum like that. You're going to be somebody completely different, and you grow up, mm. and you, you know, you have new life experiences. So it's like, it's like we. I think we think ahead quite a lot, parents, yes, mums yeah. especially. Yeah, we think about what might happen. And that empty nest syndrome definitely exists with women, I think. I'm going to become Pip's mum because she has got a better <laughs> social life than I had when I was 20. Honestly, she's my inspiration. Aww. So I'm going to go on holiday three times a year, go out to dinner. How many times does she go out to dinner a week? Four? She's, <gasps> it's, it's constant. But she the doesn't. thing, I, I, I always remember that I was, I'd done a gig and I was back in my hotel room t- tucking myself in and I had a a quick look on Facebook and my mum had just 
checked in at Funky Fish in Brighton. <gasps> so, so not only is she out at clubs, she's checking in on her phone like a weirdo. I love that. It was literally like, what? That. it was literally, I was in bed by about half 11 and she was just starting her night out with her mates in oh, Brighton. I love so. that. So I yeah, had a, it's I good ha- fun. I had a mum like that growing up. I was like always, and I was always a little bit embarrassed. Like my mum was always the one, you know, like the cool mum or she'd be the one out all the time or she'd be the one like at festivals. And and I can remember being really embarrassed, like for fuck's sake, can't you just be a WI mum and bake cakes and do a bit of gardening? And she was like not having any of it, but... Now I get, I, I'm obviously older. I really appreciate that she's got such an amazing life and she's had yeah. an amazing life. It's like amazing. She's so different from any other mum I could ever, ever think about. But she's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Very, very eccentric. It. Very, you know, funny. And everybody always says to me, oh, I love your mum. She's hilarious. Well, she wasn't hilarious when I was like 12. <laughs> she, was a fuck- she was a fucking nightmare. She was a nightmare. And I thought I was somebody else. I think I, uh, I thought I was sort of, you know, I don't know. I thought I was a princess and clearly I wasn't. <laughs> clearly I love I it. Well, there's, there's, there's already been a lot of, of laughs and a lot of messing around. And as said, a, a, a lot of Harry mocking Amy for her, her, her life oh, choices, yes. r- 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 rightfully so. She needs to learn. But there's also <laughs> been some really poignant s- stuff in there as well. And I think the 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 pregnancy e- e- episode in particular had a lot from both of you with the kind of journey that you had, Harry, to get there to mm. the kind of the amazing kind of story of Idris as a small baby kind yeah. of giving you a tip that you need to go and get your your breast checked because yeah. he stopped feeding from one and yeah. and things like that and Amy as 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 well the 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 length of 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 your your labours and and things like that and it's weird because it's all stuff that again you'd think that if you're not a parent it's going to be cringy or uncomfortable listening but it is really inspirational yeah. so do you kind of know when you go you go in oh this is going to be a heavy episode or this is going to be a light episode or or how do you kind of approach it? Um- so some of some of those topics, look, I think I think that we just don't talk about these things enough or they're not out in the universe enough because they they sometimes don't mean anything to somebody else. However, the stories are inspirational because, you know, they do. So although we might not think, oh, that's like that's just what we did, you know, yeah. I, we had that, yeah. you know, yeah, we had the difficult pregnancy. Yeah, we have a difficult um, birth and yes we have difficult baby time but does anybody else want to hear about it and then all of a sudden you go you know you, you kind of talk to people and I've had I've had um, conversations with people and they said oh I really listened to that one about you being pregnant and Amy oh, it's really amazing I was talking to my friend who's pregnant and you know I told her to listen to it and you just think oh for fuck's sake should have been doing this <laughs> years ago yeah because yeah. There's not, when you, honestly, when you Google these things, and believe you me, when you're eight months pregnant and something happens, the first thing you do is Google. The first thing, yep. you, don't, you don't ask a doctor. You don't ask, you might, you might ask your friend, but you turn to forums and stuff. And wouldn't it be amazing if there was all this information that you could get and it was accurate and, you know, and it was sensible 
and then it would be there in front of you, but it's not. So or, I or, think that's or, the thing. Yeah, well, I mean, to, to, as we record this, t- 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 today's episode with Colette Allen is mm. a prime example of that because yeah. the advice that she was given or that she could f- could find went against what yeah. she did and she wouldn't have the amazing child Mm. that she has now if she'd just gone with the advice that was available yeah. to her at the time as soon as she had her child she spoke to numerous people who yeah. had all these experiences that if she could have heard that at the time it would have changed everything or given yeah. her even more confidence yep. in the choices that that she was making rather than what might be the go-to here's the basic information mm. that's online that there's a high risk of your child dying or, or all these other things mm. yeah yeah, and and it's important that those conversations are out there, right? So, yeah. So how was that important. kind of having like having your first guest on, and what made you kind of choose Colette as the well, when as that I, person? I know Colette from school, and we went, we were like, we got every time I used to go out, she'd always be there. She's a right party animal, which is fantastic. She's got about fifteen kids, but um, when we went to a <laughs> festival together, and we were talking about her youngest son Luke, who's got this disability, arthrogryposis. Well done, I loved it in the intro. The, 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 the Amy nailed the pronunciation of the name and then Harry <laughs> m- mispronounced Amy's name yeah, no. and called her Emily or something like that. It's like, come on, that's, that's, that should be the easy one. But yeah, we on. went to a festival together and she literally told me this amazing story about how she was told at the scan that the baby wouldn't survive. And, yeah. Or it wouldn't live past two hours. And he's just done a 5K, the kid. I mean, he's never yeah. without a smile. But all the, her advice that she was given and the amount that she went through and her determination to carry on with this pregnancy, even though she was told she shouldn't, yeah. it was such an amazing story. And I just, I really, when we started doing this podcast and we were thinking, you know, about what we could do, I thought we've got to have Colette on because the world needs to hear it. Because not only is it a beautiful, heartwarming story, but it's also an insight into having a kid with a disability and all the hurdles you have to cross and how sometimes actually it can be all right. Like he's a really yeah. brilliant kid and he's genuinely, he's a happy, contented, lovely little boy. And I think there is a lot of stigma when people think about having children, you know, disabled children that you think it's going to be really bad and they're not going to be, they're not going to have a happy, fulfilling life. But that's not always the case. Or, or that's what I'd kind of forgotten that, but that's what was even more important about this story was it wasn't even a case of you're gonna have this child and they'll be disabled. It was that they would they are disabled and that and as you said they will only live for around t- two hours. Yeah. So Colette's choice against all odds wasn't even necessarily to say I, I'm going to have this child and it was said I'm going to give it that those two hours. Yeah, like yeah, kind of she yeah. seemed to have accepted it's not gonna it's it he as we now know but he's yeah. not gonna live but sh- she felt i would rather go through nine months of yeah of discomfort and pain to yeah. allow those two hours and then mm. that turned out to be completely wrong so but, yeah yeah i think is it 90 percent of people in that situation would yeah. have gone okay well let's Let's terminate. A hundred percent would have. I would. I wouldn't have had yeah. a thought in my and mind. Completely understandably. Yeah. Completely yeah. understandably. So yeah. that's what makes it all the more inspirational and amazing. That it wasn't even a oh, you know, I'm going to try and then we'll keep our fingers crossed. It was a complete acceptance in many ways. Yeah. And then it's turned out to be this amazing thing. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And also I a, think you a have miracle a miracle child as such. Mer- yeah. yeah, you also have a real strong sense of, of, of motherhood, I think, and, you know, how protective you want to... Um, how, how you know you're really protective over your child even though you haven't given birth to it um yeah it's like, a, it's like i can't even explain the feelings that you have when you first become pregnant or you first find out you're pregnant i remember and and yesterday when i did clean out under the stairs i, I was telling amy <laughs> i found my pregnancy test and i've kept and i honestly nearly started crying because i remember for 11 years, feeling like a sense that I didn't, I didn't belong in society because I couldn't have children. And then finding that pregnancy test yesterday was almost like the happiest day of my life again because I remember how it wow. felt. It yeah. felt just, I honestly cannot describe. Every time I look at my child, I just go, wow, like, that's amazing. I have done, I, I've got what I want. And, and why yeah. I wanted it so badly was because I, I love being a mum. I love yeah. being a mum. It's the most, it's the greatest gift. It really is. Did you to, know to that? Because I had, I had no idea how much I would love it. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. I wanted to have kids, but I did. I honestly did not have a clue about how much I would actually love it. Yeah, I did. It's just, I was, yeah, it was. I had a strong sense. I'm a strong maternal instinct from a very quite a young age. Definitely. Oh God, I knew. But then when you see your child, I mean, Idris looked like a bird, bless him. He, you know, <laughs> he fit in my hands. And I remember thinking, oh, he's a little bit strange looking. Um, and then he's, you know, he's grown, uh, blossomed into this beautiful child. And, and, and it's funny because you look at them and you think, what parts of me are in them? What parts of their dad are in them? And, my, you know, their, my the grandmas yeah. and all the rest of it. What little kind of personalities they might have. But... The one thing above everything is that protective mode that you continuously have. Yeah. And I think that is what shines through Colette's story the most is that her family, it's not just about her as a mum, the whole family connect together to give everybody support. Because, you know, I was part of a family who, I, my brother had cystic fibrosis and, you know, we spent a long time in hospital with him. And my mum cared for him 24 hours a day, more or less. And it's, it's really not an easy life. It's a very, yeah. very hard life. And when my brother died, um, it's, 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 you never get over it. You never get over the loss of your brother. Um, no. But it also, I, I'm thankful that he isn't here because he would be in so much pain. So it is a mm. really strange position to be in. But I remember us all, you know, trying to give Toby... all that you know all the fun times all the great times all the amazing times and all that support and that's what Colette's family do best is they they rally round and it's all you know every single picture that you see of Colette's little boy he's smiling so even though he's in plaster from his feet to his um, hips (laughs) he's got a beautiful smile on his face yeah and that's that's the gem of being in that family, I think. And, yeah, and that's that testament yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he yeah. must have just been surrounded by so many smiles totally. and so much love yeah. that that's what he was just projecting the whole time. Yeah, I know. I love I'm, that. I'm trying to think about what um, what Juno and Lola have to put up with all the time, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Bless them. Well, well, as we're at the hour mark, I'll start to wrap things up. But one yeah. of the other things I wanted to flag was that you guys. A, a, a outside of the podcast are trying to make sure that on social media you're 
sharing a lot of links and a lot of options yeah. and stuff to, to, to help people on subjects r- related to the 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 episode that week or whatever. It's it's mainly on Facebook, right? Because Facebook is is pretty much just for mums and racists. That's kind of the two. <laughs> and old people. Old people. They're the groups who are still on Facebook. Everyone else has fucked <laughs> off. But yeah, is, 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 is that an important part to kind of add that as a, yeah, here's the podcast and that's yeah. every week. But also we want to give you more than that and give you somewhere to contact us. And you've had feedback from people who have been really we moved have. by particular episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. How, how's the social media side of it been? The reason why we're doing this is to help people that, are in need of help so social media is a really amazing way of getting in touch with people so we have had like a couple of messages from people from single parents that have listened and been encouraged or been made to feel better about their situation and and have said that it's nice to know that they're not the only ones which is exactly what we wanted to do so that's been brilliant but yeah every every week we kind of talk about something so we then post more links to more like help or advice yeah because it's really important. It's really important. That it's really you, important. Yeah, when you put a journey out there, when you talk about something that that's not just left at that, that you can, you know, people can go back to it and they can dip in and they can go on your Facebook and they can make comments or, you know, follow up those links in their own time because everybody processes things in a very different way. Like I'm, you know, I'm quite a visual person. So if I, if I, if, if say I wanted a support group or if say I wanted something to help me, it'd have to be in front of me for me to click on it, for instance. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's the kind of person that I am. But lots of people might, you know, sit down with a pen and paper and go through our podcast and take <laughs> notes. I doubt it. But, you know, it's always good to get that. Or on there, so that in the future, if people do go back to it, they can connect and link. Yeah, it's really important. I love that. So, so, so what's the plan going forward? Um, obviously, we're in a weird pandemic situation now, so pop, so pop episodes are having to be recorded remotely and stuff like that. Yeah. But what's the plan? Are you planning on having more guests? Have you got more topics in mind, or what's the idea? Should I yeah, tell you what got... my idea is? Should I yeah, tell, tell you what my idea is? Yeah. So I'm going to sack Amy. Yeah. Great. And Good I'm start. Gonna, like it. Keep talking. And I'm going to join your podcast, basically. Perfect. That is the plan this of action. This is great. How are we feeling about that? Because Amy just... I like it. Amy, Amy... No, I'm only joking. Amy, Whatever. it'll always be me and you to the end of time, darling. Oh, like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> um, we've got... Yeah, it has kind of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works, Um because we have got there are a lot of people that we know that we want to talk to and obviously that's a bit hard at this time because we can't record them well there are some people Mm. i think that might have recording devices but i'm hoping that this won't go on for too much longer because i do actually want to see them as well but we're um next week we've got like a little catch up on what's been happening while we've been locked in amazing and the week after that we're going to talk about harry's breast cancer which is right funny because you said earlier about there being like serious topics or whatever but even when we talk about serious topics we just take the piss out of each other like yeah. in the cancer episode i giggle i proper was giggling at one no. point like i nearly wet myself and yeah i think i think that's why we probably work so well together because we just don't yeah. really take things too seriously do we we're always kind of looking think, for the joke I, think, I guess yeah but also i think when you when things have been over time 
and when you've had a chance to heal, things become very different. Like, the outlook of it becomes very different. So you are able to have a bit of a a, a laugh and a joke about it. Nothing is... You know, nothing is further from, you know, distressing when you're in it. But after a time, I think it's fine. It's how, you know, however you process things personally is up to you. Like, that is that is kind of number, rule number one in my game. So I've had yeah. cancer and I do laugh about it because that's the way I get over it. <laughs> Hello? That's just my journey. Everybody else yeah. is very different. And I definitely don't think that how I've handled it will be the same for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you very much. It's been it's been a pleasure. Mum and Mama is out every Sunday. Yeah, and it's yeah, on all iTunes, Acast, all those places. You do anything yeah. nice for the rest of the day. You've both not got the kids at the moment. Mine's right, outside. So. Mine's outside. Wait, oh, is he? Oh, really? You've got yours. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to go and sit in. back in the garden. Yeah, and sunbathe because uh, it might yeah. be like the last day of sun, mightn't it? So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, obviously, all the dating apps are closed down during the pandemic. You so. I'm actually got, getting yeah, quite a lot. You've got to keep of, yourself busy some other way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I just want to say, I'm really not. If I wish I was success as successful as uh, I'm being made out to be, but I'm really not. <laughs> They're all going to come forward. I think we go, they're all going to claim Amy. Claim Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be claimed. Uh, well, well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was episode 323. As said, go and grab Mum and Mama now. It's fantastic. Genuinely, even if you're not a parent, it's genuinely really enjoyable and relatable. So, yeah, give them a look. Give them support. Give them follows on socials. They are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. I'll tag all of those on the posts about this podcast. Um... And yeah, give North Star Rising a listen and do a little art class with your kiddies. And I will share if you upload them using the hashtag North Star Drawing, I will select some favourites and share them on my socials. I mean, there's a good chance I'll just get excited and share all of them, but send them my way. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week. I've no idea who with. These are weird times. We're flying by the seat of our pants, but there will be an episode next week. I don't know if it will be on me or my own, if it will be a guest. We shall see. Thank you for tuning in. See you in a bit.